Welcome into the Fumbling Punter. I'm your host, Devin Keeney. And I'm your co-host, Lucas Jones. That's right. It is our National League West preview show. We have already done the National League East and the National League Central, so rounding out the best of the two leagues, are is <laughs> we are going with the National League West. So, let's... You got anything for you just want to jump in on uh, any of this, Lucas? Any any general NL notes or NL West notes? Uh, well, a month ago, the Rockies were flavor of the year. Uh, people thought that they had a good team, solid offensive team. I still think they do, but Ian Desmond got hurt, so he's going to miss some time of the season, maybe a month or so, six weeks. Um, David Dahl should be ready. Um, rookie. Came out last year, great uh, play. Uh, he's he's good. He has a chance to win the rookie of the year, um, and but he's got hurt. They think he'll be ready for the beginning of the year. So I kind of thought it might be a three-team race, and now I'm kind of, you know, also Chad Bettis. We'll get more into this, but he had a a recurrence of his cancer that he had beat uh, in the off season. He went for a checkup, and there were some things that looked looked a little off to the doctor, so they wanted to go ahead and get started on him some more. So we, uh, uh, our thoughts and prayers go out to Chad Bettis and hope Absolutely. that he can come back and compete um, again because he had a good season last year. So you just you just hate to see someone that's young get get something get afflicted with something like cancer and affect their affect their career. So you just hope that they get a control on it and. Uh, so hopefully this is the most down part of the podcast we do, but uh, I just I just hate to see things like that, Devin. I really do. Yeah, same here. And uh, so let's use that as a segue into talking about the Dodgers. So the Dodgers have spent a lot of money over the last few years. You know, since the new ownership group, ever since Frank McCourt made out like a freaking literal bandit. Well, Frank McCourt spent a lot of money too that they're still paying for. They're still paying Matt Kent. Oh, They're yeah. still paying uh, Carl Crawford. They got are Adrian they still Gonzalez. paying? Yeah, Carl Crawford. This is the last year Holy paying him. Cow. So the Dodgers do have a lot of money coming off the books, but they're not scared to spend money because they re-signed uh, Justin Turner, and he kind of took a discount than what he could get on the open market. They re-signed Kenley Jansen. Um, you know, he made eighty million dollars. That's pretty good for a closer. Oh, that's he was really good. Earlier about. The closer pay, but uh, they brought back uh, Chase Utley. They traded one of their top pitching prospects, Jose De Leon, to uh, the Tampa Bay Rays for um, Logan Forsythe to fill their second base hole. And they also re-signed Chase Utley shortly after that, so they still got that veteran leadership. Um, I was reading the other day about how much of an influence Chase Utley's been on Corey Seager, who's an absolute stud. So the big thing to me about the Dodgers and all the money they've spent over the last few years is that they they haven't even been to a World Series. No, they've gotten close. Obviously, last year they almost went the distance with the Cubs. They definitely have they have the talent to get there. Dave Roberts is a rookie manager. Just he really impressed almost everybody in baseball, um, especially with some of the adversity the Dodgers faced last year. Yeah, they used like fifteen or sixteen different starting pitchers last year. Um, the only like certainty they had in their lineup was uncertainty because Kershaw went down. Everyone thought they was doomed after that. And you know what? He came back and pitched just like he did. Uh, 
they got uh, good innings out of Kintameda. They got they traded for Rich Hill. Um, so they they used really a who's who start of starting pitching, but they made it work. They you know they uh, Dave Roberts knows his thing. Him and uh, of course Andrew Friedman took over. He came from the Rays, who had a lot of success when Friedman oh, yeah. and Joe Madden were running the Rays. So he came to the Dodgers. He's really analytical. Dave Roberts is open to. Dave Roberts was a solid role player on several teams, and most people remember him from uh, getting that stolen base in when he played for the Red, Red Sox. Sox. That was a uh, a major stolen base um, against the Yankees in the ALCS yeah. in 04. So, and, and that's one of the one of the best games ever played oh. um, that people talk about. Um, probably top fifteen of all time. So Dave Roberts brings that players manager attitude, but also. He is a front office manager as well as, hey, feed me some information you guys got. I'll use it, spin it with my ability to empathize with the players, and it works. Dave Roberts, great manager. Yeah, and uh, so I uh, I want to get into the lineup. You talked about uh, Logan Forsyth. Do you think he'll end up leading off? I do. Uh, I just don't know the better option for them to lead off. Uh so I just think it's going to be him. And again, me personally, with the Dodgers, you'll probably see several different lineups because Dave Roberts will play with the lineup. But I'd like to see Corey Seager bat second. He finished, I think, third last year at MVP voting. Yeah, rookie of the year. And rookie of the year. So he's just, he is just, he's good. He's a flat-out stud. He could win MVP this year. Um Adrian Gonzalez batting third. He's just one of them guys that you know what you're going to get every year. Just a solid, well-respected baseball player. Justin Turner, they re-signed, batting out of the four-hole. He's really turned it on since the Mets let him go a couple years ago. Dodgers picked yeah. him up. The Mets really don't know, didn't know what they had in him. And it's worked out for the Dodgers great, and he got himself paid this offseason. Uh, rounding out the lineup, you got Puig and Wright, Jock Peterson, center field. You got Monty Grindahl catching. Um, I had Andre Ethier down here in left field because they're still paying him. But I think he's dinged up some, may not be ready for the start of the season. So that it's interesting because they have several bench guys that can play outfield. They got Brett Ebner, who uh, Royals fans may remember. Oh, yeah. He's had a pretty decent spring. They also have Scott Van Slyke, who didn't have a very good year last year, was hurt. But in 2015, he he was pretty good. Andrew Tolles um, played some in the playoffs for the Dodgers. He's a good, solid. He's one of their prospects. He might be ready to go. You got Trace Thompson, who came over from the White Sox a couple years ago. It's that's a uh, Clay Thompson of the Warrior, the Warriors. That's his brother. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, they have Chase Utley. He can't really play out. I guess he could probably play outfield if he wanted to, but they're probably not going to stick him out there. Those old legs probably aren't running <laughs> down a lot of fly balls. Right, and. So what's real interesting, though, is they have one of the top prospects in baseball, Cody Bellinger. And he's been a first baseman in the minors, but they've been playing him in the outfield. And his hit tool is an 80. He is power combined. You know, everything is – he's supposed to be the next big thing. Wow. So they still have Adrian Gonzalez. Some, Some scouts think he's ready. So he may come up and get to play some outfield with Ethier Hurt, and I think their lineup would be better off with it. 
Yeah, and uh, I'm glad to not see Jock Peterson hitting leadoff as he used to. Oh, man. I like Jock Peterson, but the guy hitting 220 with, like, 28 home runs, that was not a good leadoff hitter. No, and, you know, Jock has still got plenty of time to work on that. The power's there. He needs to work on getting on base a little bit more, but, you know, he's still young enough. You kind of let them, these guys grow. You have to remember, some of these guys we're talking about in a lot of these podcasts are – 22 to 25 years old statistically in major league baseball you hit your prime between 27 and 32 years old so these guys you know we was talking earlier about addison russell 23 he's getting a little more power he's got a few years to grow a lot of these guys Corey seager um jock peterson guys like that they have room to get better and as long as they have good worth work ethic with their hitting coaches they're going to get better yeah, I agree, and uh, you know the Dodgers have really done well. They've spent a lot of money, but they've also had a good farm system. And they, they've been able and, to and sign they do, guys. and they've been able to trade guys from their farm system, and they no. still have a decent one. Uh, they spent a lot of money in international uh, free agency, and so right now they have Julio Urias as their number one prospect. So that's kind of a nice little. Let's get into the rotation here. He will probably be their number three or four starter behind Kershaw and Rich Hill, who they signed this offseason as well. Pitched half a season for him last year. Um, Rich Hill has a crazy story. Out of baseball like five years ago, reinvents himself in like the one of the independent leagues and signs with the Red Sox, has a fantastic last month of the season, gets a nice deal from the A's, who clearly were going to flip him, and they flipped him to the... Dodgers for uh, 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 Jarrell Cotton and Frankie Montes Jr., who them two guys, was we get to the AL West in a few days, they are part of the A's future. So it was a good trade all around because the Dodgers got a pitcher they needed and they got, and the A's got some prospects they needed that turned out pretty good. Um, after them three guys, though, well, four guys, because Kenta Maeda and Julio Urias, I don't know which order they're going to be specifically yeah but after them you got Hinjin Ryu who two years ago fantastic season oh yeah been kind of hurt the last year and a half or so they think he's they think he's ready to come back this year they signed Scott Casimir who was another one of them out of baseball for four years reinvented himself got a big contract can't stay healthy again so they're hoping he can get lined back out they also have Ross Stripling, who you may recall last year carried a no-hitter into like the eighth inning, and Dave Roberts pulled him because of pitch count, which Ugh. infuriated me. But Dave Dave Roberts got applauded around by baseball people that that was the right move. I disagree, but... Not by these two baseball guys. <laughs> might not be why I had no one's called me to run a baseball team yet. Not sure, but <laughs> that could be why. Um, but they also have Alex Wood and Brandon McCarthy trying to start. So that's, you know, nine guys there that can start for this team. And if history repeats itself as it has the last couple years for the Dodgers, they will use all nine of these guys. They hope yeah. they don't have to. Their strength in numbers there. I mean, you know, if you're if you don't know health wise what you're really gonna get out of some of those guys, then having nine pitchers that you can choose from is not the worst thing. What do you have on their bullpen, Lucas? Kenley Jansen, they resigned him back. We've already touched on it. Um he's good. He's phenomenal. I like him. He was a converted catcher. 
um, in their system, and they started letting them pitch, and they liked what they seen out of them. They also have Grant Dayton, Chris Hatcher, not real big-name guys, and they have the human rain delay, Pedro Baez, who you may recall in the playoffs takes like a minute between each pitch. It is excruciating, and I, honest to God, think it is a it's bad for the Dodgers' defense. I've seen it last year when during the playoffs where – you're, you get on your heels as an infielder. You're on your heels waiting for him to pitch. And I, Cubs had several grounders get through or misplayed. And I honest to God think it's because the defense were on their heels because it took Baez so long to finish a pitch. And he's going to be the reason the pitch clock gets instituted into baseball, which I don't want to see. But he's going to be the reason why. Yeah, the last thing we need are more dumb rules coming out of the commissioner's office. Uh, so do you have anything else for us on the Dodgers in terms of prospects? Just a few big name ones that we may see this year, or next year could be trade. These guys could be traded. Yadier Alvarez, right-handed pitcher, Alex Verdugo and Yasniel Diaz in the outfield. These are international guys been in their minor league system. Uh, the Dodgers may want to keep them. They may use them as trade bait. Hard to say. Um, out of the major league roster, I don't see really anyone being trade bait other than Yasiel Puig. And again, I think the best place for, I think the best trade for the Dodgers would be Puig for Braun straight up. But Oh yeah, that would be a good move for the Dodgers. Uh, but yeah, the Dodgers, another solid, they're going to have a solid team. They're, they're getting their money under control. Uh, I just, they're, they're a good team. They're, they are what you're going to expect. Yeah, and I mean, they're essentially paying like $45 million a year for Adrian Gonzalez because they took Carl Crawford to get Adrian Gonzalez. Yeah, and, you know, they're still paying a lot of Matt Kemp's deal who they traded the Padres to pay some, and the Padres traded Kemp to the Braves. So, they're you know, essentially they got a lot of dead money on their books, but they got money coming off, and after 2018, they don't have very many guys signed contractually so they're going to be in the market for Bryce Harper, Manny Machado, guys like that. Yeah, and uh, talking about the Dodgers this year, uh, this is their first year without Ben, or is this the second? This will be their first year without Ben yeah. Scully. So that is uh, it's not really field-related, but it's a huge deal because he's been with the Dodgers since they before they moved to L.A., and most of us, several generations, only know the Dodgers of L.A., yeah. So, you know, Vince Scully not being there, he's one guy you can hate the Dodgers, but when you heard his voice, you could just listen to it and fade away into the game, just like you were sitting there watching it in person, and he knows more people and knows forgotten more about baseball than most of us will ever know. Oh, and some great stories that Vin used to tell during baseball games. And, uh, oh, I saw a picture of Tommy Lasorda in spring training. Tommy's looking old. Well, Tommy is old, <laughs> and uh, you know what? He'll always be a Dodgers favorite, and he's always been welcome there since he's retired. And you know, these these Dodgers are one of the you know legendary teams of baseball lore. So you know, it's they haven't won a World Series in when was the last one? Eighty eight. Yeah, eighty eight. It's been a long time. That was the before the year before I was born. So some of us remember it. <laughs> so I, you know, you just they spend money. You hope they win. Um, I mean, if 
I mean, obviously, if you're a Dodgers fan, you hope they win. Lance, I know you're going to listen to this. I know you're a huge Dodgers fan. And uh, so, anyways, I hope they win one for you, but only if the Cubs are somehow eliminated before they face the Dodgers. Like when the Cardinals win the Central. So... (laughs) Uh, let's go on to the Arizona Diamondbacks. The Diamondbacks were kind of the talk of the offseason last year and then just kind of took a dump on the field. Uh, so, yeah, they completely shit the bed last year, and it started with Shelby Miller. Yeah, that was a and we talked about that in our NL East podcast. That ended up being a horrific trade for them. They gave up Dansby Swanson, uh, Ender Enciarte, and uh, the third guy. Uh, help me out here, Luke. Uh, name is escaping us. So going on, you know they do have some uh, Pollock, uh, Paul Goldschmidt. Uh, they paid a lot of money for Granky, a lot of money for Granky. And uh, so Lucas, what do you have for them as far as their lineup? Well, before we get into their lineup, let me just say they fired Dave Stewart last year. Their GM, they fired him this winter. Uh. He was a, he was an agent for a while and then somehow became a GM. Uh, I think Tony Russo was behind that, to be honest. Um, they so they got rid of him and brought in some uh, guys from Boston. They brought in a guy that trained under Theo. Um, can't remember his name right now. That's my bad. But I do know they hired Boston's bench coach uh, Terry Lavolo uh, to be their new manager this year. So. They're working. They made some trades this offseason. They're hoping for some health. They think Shelby Miller's going to be better than he was last year. They traded um, for Cattell Marte. They traded Gene Segura for Marte, a shortstop from uh, the Mariners. And also coming back in that trade was Tawan Walker, yeah. who was a big prospect for the Mariners for years. So looking at the lineup... I got Marte leading off. He may actually be batting lower in the lineup, um, but he's got some speed. Uh, you got Then you look at the heart of their lineup is going to be Pollock and Goldschmidt. Goldschmidt is an all-world player. He steals bases. He hits home runs. He has high batting average. Um, batting fourth, David Peralta. He's shown some power. Fifth is Yomanu Tomas, who has not lived up to the hype when the – Diamondbacks signed him. And the big contract they gave him. Yeah, it just hasn't lived up to it, but he has been better recently than he has in the first couple seasons he was with them. Jake Lamb. Scouts love Jake Lamb. They think he's the superstar in the making at third base. Right now, catching, they got Chris Iannata. They got uh, Gregor Blanco. uh, You know, and they still have, and Jeff Mathis. So they brought three of these guys in to compete for the catching job. I'm not exactly sure who's going to win that. And at second base, they got Chris Owings. Um, the interesting thing about their lineup is this may look completely different by July. They could decide to become. Oh yeah. They could decide to trade guys. They could get a haul for Goldschmidt. But their bench is pretty full right now. They got Nick Ahmad in, who played a lot for them last year. And the Yankees and the Rays in the last couple of days have said they've been interested in trading for Ahmad. Um, because the Rays don't know if Matt Duffy's going to be ready to play shortstop at the beginning of the season, and D.D. Gregarious for the Yankees got hurt in the World Baseball Classic. He's not going to be ready for this start of the season. 
But they also have a couple of Cardinals on their... In a couple their, of Cardinal greats. Daniel Descalso and Jeremy Hazelbaker. Um, they're both in camp trying to make the squad. And they still have Brandon Dury, who's a utility-type guy for them. Um, so they got some guys that's trying to make the team. Their best prospect right now is Socrates Brito. Um, I don't think he's going to make the team breaking camp, but he's a guy to keep an eye on if there's some injuries. Yeah, and I'll get into the pitching staff. Uh, it starts with Granky, you know, the two hundred thirteen million dollar man, or however, whatever the number was there. It was over two hundred million. He's at the top top of the staff, and then Robbie Ray, uh, the newly acquired Tawan Walker, uh, Archie Bradley, and Shelby Miller. You have some notes on some other guys, but Shelby Miller is a guy that man, they they need something out of him. They gave up so much to get him. And, uh, you know, he's kind of worked. He had a good year in Atlanta, even though he had like 15 losses. But uh, that I they gave a hefty price for him. So, Lucas, what do you have on some of those other guys? That- uh, Brandon Shipley, Patrick Corbin, and Ruby De La Rosa. And actually, Jorge De La Rosa, I think, is might be in camp too. They're all trying to break the starting uh, rotation. Um, some of these may be long bullpen guys as well. Um Patrick Corbin's an interesting guy. He was good, went out with Tommy John surgery, hasn't quite last year, had some flashes of his old self, but he's one of them guys that may not just ever be what he was after Tommy John surgery. Um, So they got, I mean, they do have some depth at the starting rotation spot. Um, And they also have a little bit of depth in their bullpen, really. They signed Fernando Rodney. I think, again, I think he's one of them signings where, hey, show you can close out the ninth inning. We're going to flip you to a contender and get what we can out of you. Jake Barrett, Randall Delgado, Tom Willemson, and Matt Bushman all may break the club in the bullpen. Um, Matt Bushman uh, starred at Vanderbilt. It uh, was in the minors for years. He's mostly known for being married to Sarah Walsh of ESPN. Oh. And so it was a big deal when he broke the – when he broke, he got called up last year to pitch out of the bullpen. So it was, you know, he's had a long career in the minors. Finally got his chance in the Major League Baseball. So you always like to see something like that. Someone that grinds it out in the minors longer than, you know, maybe most people should. And then finally get his chance to break the big league club. That's my probably my favorite part about September call-ups are guys that have been, you know, 10, 12 years in the minors getting coming up and getting a chance to live out their dream. And so I really do. I also like to see stories like that. So quick funny story. Uh, you know, we haven't got off topic too much in this podcast. So you were talking about Jorge De La Rosa. My wife and I went to a Colorado Rockies game two years ago. And the announcer, for whatever reason, really got into calling Jorge De La Rosa, who was starting that game. And uh, we, we still joke to this day because every time he would do something, the announcer would be like, Jorge De La Rosa. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, that was just kind of funny. Right, uh, yeah. <laughs> something unique there at the, with the Rockies. Who He's also their all-time like strikeouts leader. Yeah, and which, you know, I'm not really surprised. I've only ever known him with the Rockies and – they haven't kept a lot of pitchers around. They did give that huge contract to Mike Hampton that one time. Yeah, he all he did was hit dingers. Yeah, all so. he did was hit dingers. Uh, so you got any uh, prospect notes, or did they trade you know, all them to Atlanta? <laughs> Brito and Anthony Banda are their main two prospects. Um, honestly, they're the 
they're rebuilding. They could get the world for Paul Goldschmidt. Just absolutely get the world for him. And they really need to try to trade Gronky. I'm just going to throw it out there. He's taken up like 35% of their budget. Holy cow. So, you know, he's not going to account for, you know, it's just not a good payoff. He's not going to account for 35% of their success. I don't think. So, he might. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe he goes 30-0 and this year or something. I doubt it because Jake Arrieta just took him yard. But huh. <laughs> but uh, I just had to throw that in there one more time. But, you know, uh, they have to eat some money if they trade Gronky. The only way that they can trade Gronky and his money is if they literally just take bottom-of-the-barrel prospects back. That's part of it. If you want these guys with long, rich contracts, if you want good solid prospects back for him you have yeah. to be willing to eat the money and that's just an economical trade-off and it makes perfect sense oh yeah and uh so that's kind of our arizona diamondbacks preview and now let's get to the san francisco giants uh i you know i wanted to lay money on them last year it was their year you know every other year that for the last six years they won. most some of you people uh listening knows how close I came to a heart attack during the Giants-Cubs <laughs> playoff series. And actually, every game of the playoffs, I was pretty damn close. So, I just, everyone, and most of my friends are Cardinal fans, so it was, Cubs ain't gonna win, it's Giants year. It's Giants year. And it was a hell of a pattern they had going, winning the even years, but it, it didn't work out for them last year, and there's one reason why their bullpen was atrocious. Yeah. One of the worst bullpens from a playoff team I think I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. They couldn't be counted on for anything. And uh, so they I, – I don't have any major ads for them. Can you think of anybody – you know, they so spent a lot of money last, last off season. Right. Their only major ad is Mark Melanson. Just oh, yeah. Just that bullpen. Yeah. That was it. They were already kind of budgeted out. They had already said they really didn't have a lot of money to spend, but they had to do something with their bullpen. And Bruce Bochy is – top three manager in the game. Um, he's got three World Series wins. He's going to the Hall of Fame. When Bruce Bosi can't even get the bullpen to do things that it needs to do, that's when you know you need help. Oh, yeah, and Melanson was great in Pittsburgh, so that was really a great pickup for them. So, Lucas, do you want to get into a projected starting lineup for the Giants? Yeah, I got uh, Eduardo Nunez starting at third base for them. He came over from the Twins last year. Got him leading off. He's quick. We didn't see a lot of him in the playoffs last year because he had a strained hamstring. Um, so we didn't play a lot. So a lot of us don't really know him because I doubt many of us are uh, Minnesota twin Big loyalists. Minis- yeah. <laughs> uh, second, batting second, I got Joe Panic. This is more of a traditional lineup, really, where I think Bochy is still kind of bats, you know, let's get two guys in front of our best hitter batting third, which is Buster Posey. You got Brandon Belt at first base, Hunter Pence in right, Crawford at shortstop, who's coming off a pretty good World Baseball Classic. Yeah. Uh, Denard Spann in center field, I think he's there by default right now, but I heard that they're worried about him. He's not having a very good spring. He's getting kind of old. They think he might have lost a step. Big part of his game was being so fast. Yeah. Um, and in left field, as we touched on earlier in a different podcast, is either going to be Jared Parker or Mac Williamson. Um, and it was interesting that 
the Giants have not had a lot of homegrown outfielders in the last 15 years. Um, I can't even think. I, I read the name, and it wasn't even someone that was that good. Yeah. Um, so, But if you think about it, think about who they've had play in outfield over the years. You know, it makes sense. They had Span. They signed him. They got Hunter Pence. Um, he didn't come up with them. Pagan. Uh, Pagan didn't come up with them. Which, Pagan had a good World Baseball Classic, too. So the he Giants did. might be one of them. They might welcome him back if they're worried about Denard Span. Um you know, they signed Barry Bonds. They traded for Carlos Beltran. And you just think about these guys that's played outfield for him. Uh, Aubrey Huff, did he play on their first World Series team? He did. And, you know, he, I remember him from the race. Yeah. Um, so they're hoping Jared Parker and Mac Williamson will be one of the first two guys in a long time to break the club that's actually came up through the minors. But neither one of them are – they're not impressive. They're not going to be superstars. Yeah. They're just there for – you know, they put in their time. They got the talent to be there, but they're not Barry Bonds. Yeah, they're not even. You know, they're probably slightly above league average. Is what I is how I would rank them. Now let's look at obviously the giant strength that has been their strength for this whole run of them being successful. Let's look at their starting rotation. Uh, well, uh, everyone that's listening to this, I know, has heard of Mad Bun. Yeah, the fantastic pitcher. You count on him in the clutch. Slap some he dingers. He had to do a little. He'll hit some dingers too. He uh, he uh, they had to rely on him a little too much last year. I think they asked a little too much out of him, coming off of you know. He's good, but every no matter how good of a starting pitcher you are, you need to have a bullpen. And I think it kind of got to him. He kind of thought he needed to get late into the games because he couldn't trust anybody. But he still pitched great. So I mean, there's nothing, you know, there's nothing wrong with with him or the way he's been going about baseball. Uh, I Pitchers need to be more like him because he's, give me the ball, give me the ball, give me the ball. And I like that. I just think now he's on a team-friendly deal. So I think the Giants should just really be careful with him moving forward because he's pitched a lot of innings the last, you know, since they started winning the World Series. Oh, yeah. um, But they do have a little more help now because they got Johnny Cueto. They signed him uh, last offseason. They got. They traded for Matt Moore last year. They traded Matt Duffy for Matt Moore. Uh, they signed Jeff Smarja a couple years ago. Former Notre Dame great tight end. And Chicago Cubs pitcher. Yes. <laughs> he uh, he hasn't pitched as well for the Giants as he did for the Cubs. There, when the Cubs traded him to the A's, uh, did they trade him? To the, who'd they, they trade? They the traded A's? Him. Yeah, him and him and Hamels. Yep. For uh, Addison Russell. Thank you, Billy Bean. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, he was he had an ERA of like two when they traded him, and he just hasn't been that good since. And I think just because they're still paying the guy, Matt Cain gets the shot at the fifth guy. He pitched that perfect game, was good for three seasons or so, and just can't stay healthy and effective. Matt Cain was so good whenever they first got into all this, though. Him and uh, big-time Timmy Jim. Oh, man. Yeah, those guys were – it came out on the cover of Sports Illustrated uh, – uh, Lincecum, Kane, and Pray for Rain was the Giants' philosophy. And they won their first World Series with that and Buster Posey. Yeah, that was in that was Buster Posey, I think, rookie season. Yeah. So, you know, Buster Posey, I've said this a lot. Buster Posey has had one of the for someone that's only been in baseball for about seven seasons and he's missed one of them seasons because of the leg injury as a collision at home. Mm-hmm. Uh 
he's one of the most storied baseball players. And you hate to say that about someone that doesn't even have a decade in the league. Yeah. But he's got a rookie of the year, three rings, batting average title, and MVP. And he's like 28, 29 years old. That's phenomenal. That is a, that's a heck of a career already. Like, you know, as soon as he gets his 10th year in and eligible for the Hall of Fame, I think he'll probably get votes for it. I just, I, there's better catchers out there career-wise, but Buster Posey, he's, and he's kind still of just got a one long of them way guys. to go. He does. I don't like. I would like to see him convert to full-time first baseman. But the Giants have Brandon Belt, who will sit against tough lefties, and Posey will play uh, first base against lefties, um, just because Brandon Belt struggles against lefties. So, but. Buster Posey's got enough offense, I think, to justify playing first base. Oh, yeah, definitely. So I would like to see him, you know, able to extend his career and not get, you know, I, you know, kind of like a Joe Maurer thing. I don't want him to get so legs burned out that you just can't catch anymore. Yeah. And it start affecting your offense. Because Joe Maurer, uh, you know, we'll probably talk about this later on, but there for like six years, Joe Maurer will own like three batting titles and no catcher had ever done that, I don't think, ever. Oh, he was a world beater. I mean, he was hitting 20-plus home runs, 25-plus home and runs. batting like 350. Yeah. Like, the guy can hit, and he still can, but he just got, I think he had a few too many concussions. His back and knees were hurting him. Uh, so, I don't know. I just I just hope Hosey can have a long career. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Uh, he's definitely one of those that if he goes on to have a good 15-year major league career, you know, you're talking surefire Hall of Famer. And uh, so we hope to see that out of Buster. Do you got anything uh, more? Yeah, just a few quick notes. Melanson's going to close. They traded for Will Smith from the Brewers last year. He's still there. Get jiggy they with got... it. No, 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 no. Turn around now, Switch. <laughs> they got a tie block. Uh, probably going to be in the bullpen. Um, their number one pitching prospect is Tyler Beatty. Teams have been after him for several years in trades, and the Giants have said, well, you know, it's one of the smart things they've done. They've said, no, we're going to go ahead and hold on to him because they can kind of see at some point they're going to price themselves out of acquiring guys, so they're going to need, they're going to need some homegrown talent. And their next top prospect, Christian Arroyo, is an infielder. We may not see him this year, but we'll be on the lookout for him. Uh, the one thing is if they see someone out there that's tradable, they may try to get someone to play left field or center field for span. Angel Pagan's out there, so that's a possibility. Yeah, and I, I they, they seem to have a really good run together, so I could see them going back and uh, signing Pagan. But uh, talking about left field, you know they don't want it. they they got basically got Matt Moore to keep him from going to the Dodgers. Could they get Ryan Braun to keep him going from going to the Dodgers? I just don't know if they have what it takes to get him. They're not going to want Williamson or Parker. They'd have to give up Tyler Bede, and I just don't know if that's smart. But you know, Ryan Braun. And we talked uh, in an earlier. Take his money. Yeah. they might be okay with Tyler Beatty. Yeah, we talked in an earlier, or I guess it was earlier in this podcast about the Dodgers. Or who who did we talk about their window closing? That was the Nationals. The Nationals. I'm sorry, it was the Nationals. And you know, you got Posey. Uh, hopefully, Mad Bum can still have a long, healthy career. Cueto and Moore and Samarja are all going to be around for a while. But I, I, if you can win a World Series. 
two World Series, you know, in the next three to five years, I'm of the go for it. Do it. And and you can't ever count out Brian Sabian and the other front office guys of the Giants. They, uh, they are not shy to go for it. They love winning World Series. And, you know, it's kind of a quote what Theo said last year when he gave up Gliber Torres, like the number two prospect in baseball, to the Yankees for Chapman. Um, Theo said, yeah. He's like, that was a hefty price, but if not now, win. And for the Cubs fans, that meant a lot because they had been 108 years. If not now, what are we waiting around for? Trade what you need to. And, you know, luckily it worked out for the Cubs. So teams that, I mean, the Giants aren't necessarily a needy team to win a World Series. They have several in recent memory. Yeah. But they're a team that's not afraid to go for it. I'll just leave it at that. Oh, yeah. So, just because I don't want to end a podcast on them, let's hit the San Diego Padres. So, the Padres in their beautiful ballpark, beautiful city, now that the Chargers are gone on north to L.A., they have the city to themselves. I saw it is the only Major League... <coughs> excuse me. Only Major League Baseball team that has their city and their market to themselves. So, that's kind of an interesting note. They did go out and get... Uh, Jared Weaver? They did, and, I mean, this was five years ago. Holy cow, what a great get for the Padres. But yeah. Jared Weaver was throwing consistently about 86-87 last year. Yeah. So he's one of them guys that he thinks he thinks he's going to be better this year. Padres are hoping he is so they can flip him. Oh, yeah. He's another one of them flip guys. And they have several of them. Their starting rotation right now, I'm just gonna we're just going to seg into it. Since get in it. You know, Jared Weaver, Huey Chassin, Clayton Richard, and Trevor Cahill. Um, they're both of Cubs fame. The last couple years, they've yeah. pitched from the bullpen for them. Um, and Christian uh, Friedrich. Um, so what I'm seeing here... Oh, and Jared Cothart may start. What I'm seeing here, though, is they're hoping Weaver, Richard, and Cahill can be flipped. Yeah. For some prospects. Because that's what they're doing, is just trying to get prospects. Uh, A.J. Preller, when he first took over the... Padres is their GM just boom 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 signed a bunch of guys uh you know Matt Kemp uh BJ Upton Melvin Upton Jr. whatever he wants to go by now uh, did they already have Justin whenever he was there Justin Upton or did he go sign not him? you know actually they signed Justin Upton okay or did they trade for him they traded Craig Kimbrell to oh yeah they got how did they do that? Yeah, I think they, they had Kimbrel that they traded to the Braves. Yeah, they traded Kimbrel, or did the Braves trade Kimbrel to the? I think the Braves traded Kimbrel and BJ to. So I I don't remember. I Somehow, don't remember how that worked yeah. out. Now Anyhow, they confused. got both. They both got they got both Upton brothers. They had Matt Kemp. They uh, you know, they had a couple other moves that they made in there too. Yeah, they got Will Myers. Yeah. Um, but they went for it. It was a massive fail. So now he, they've made some trades. I mean, they traded Trey Turner. Terrible. Ugh. That's the big mistake that they made. Um, but I think Preller's done a good job to try to rebuild. Because, man, let me tell you, for Kimbrell, they got Manuel Margit from the uh, Bo Sox, who is a fantastic prospect, one of the Red Sox's high prospects. And then they traded uh, one of their pitchers last year to the uh, – to the Drew Pomerantz. Drew Pomerantz 
to the Red Sox for Anderson Espinoza, who was one of their top two pitchers in their minor leagues. And that kind of brought up a, you know, the Preller got suspended for a month thing yeah. for doctoring medical records or something like that. So anyways, they're in a rebuild. They're going to be terrible. So this is what I just have for a lineup. Um, obviously, there may be some guys in there that you've never heard of slash these guys, you know, they may let some of their younger guys have a chance. But, okay, so right now I got down Jankowski in center, Margit in left, Will Myers at first, uh, Solarte at third, Hunter Renfro right field, Ryan Shemp second base, Austin Hedges catching, and Luis Sardinas at shortstop. On the bench, Corey Spangenberg and Eric Ibar. Yeah, that looks like a rebuild lineup. I mean, it really is. But Margit and Hunter Renfro are their two top pros- prospects. Interesting enough, there's an NFL player also named Hunter Renfro. I know. So, <laughs> uh, and did he play? Who did he play for? Renfro? Was it the Falcons? Yeah. Okay. So, anyways, that's neither here nor there, but just thought it was kind of funny. So, between Margit, uh, Renfro, and Myers, that's going to be the their bread and butter of their rebuild. They're looking to trade Solarte. And anybody else is probably out there, too. Uh, Sardinas, they'll probably hold on to. They got a top prospect in Josh Naylor, who's the first baseman. Supposed to have a lot of power. Uh, so, basically, look for the Padres to be involved in some trades this year. Yeah. That is... Didn't they once have a young first base prospect named Anthony Rizzo? They did. They actually, when, uh, it's a great story because when Theo was running the Red Sox, he got Anthony Rizzo, and then Theo's second in command uh, went to the Padres. And I can't believe I'm forgetting his name right now. Yeah, uh, it's it's completely. <laughs> I'm such a bad Cubs fan. I, <laughs> I'm going to look it up because I want to be just honest with you guys. Just give me like two seconds. So while Lucas is uh, looking that up, I uh, like like Lucas said, expect the Padres to take trades on basically everyone, but Margaret uh, Myers and Renfro. I hate myself right now. Jed Hoyer, Cubs GM right now. I can't believe I couldn't think of Jed Hoyer. <laughs> He's been such a face. Everyone forgets about him because of Theo. But, yeah. I mean, Jed Hoyer and Theo's been together since. You know, maybe me and Devin will do a podcast just on Theo coming up through baseball because it really is one of the most interesting stories out there. But Jed Hoyer got a job with the Padres, and the, at the time the Red Sox had uh, Adrian Gonzalez, so he traded Rizzo to his friend, Jed Hoyer. And then when Theo took over the Cubs as the baseball uh, op- uh, president of baseball operations, he brought on Jed Hoyer to be the GM, and they immediately traded Andrew Kashner to the Padres for Anthony Rizzo. And so Rizzo has always been with either Epstein or uh, Hoyer. So that is, I mean, that's just, that's fun. The Padres, they, you know, they used to have Rizzo, now they don't. They used to have Adrian Gonzalez at first base, now they don't. Who was the guy, the their prospect, their first base prospect, that was basically the reason they let Rizzo walk, or they traded Rizzo. Yonder Alonso. That is why. Who? Yeah. Ooh, that's a not tough as pill good as Rizzo. Tough pill to swallow. I did see that Yonder Alonso, uh, his sister is married to Manny Machado. I did know that actually. And yeah. So that's a nice little tidbit. I think Alonso is going to start at first base or DH for the 
uh, Oakland Athletics this year. So he's still in the league, but he's not Anthony Rizzo. Yeah, but uh, Manny Machado's kids going to be freak baseball players. Yes, I would. Yeah, they should be. So, you know, the Padres, you know, you know we said it a couple times, don't expect much from them. They are going to, they're in the middle of a rebuild. Hopefully they stop making boneheaded decisions. You just, you know, they haven't, they had that one good season under Bud Black who they let go for, I don't know why I love Bud Black. Um, but, you know, you'd want to see him. They went into that World Series with Tony Gwynn one time and didn't win it. You'd in like to see him. 1998. Tony Gwynn will always be the Padre when you think of the Padres. So it'd be nice for them to at least win one in his honor. Yeah, Mr. Padre, Tony Gwynn. So uh, do you have anything more for us on the Padres, or do you want to get over to the last team in the NLS? Nah, just they have Espinoza, Margit Renfro, Josh Naylor, Cal Quintrell, and Javier Guerra as their top um prospects look for them to maybe get a cup of coffee in the majors some of them will play the whole season in the majors uh so they're just a wait and see game with the padres oh yeah so the colorado rockies their big off-season signing was ian desmond um lucas what do you have on the rockies off-season or do you want to get into their lineup well, we've kind of already touched on their off season a little bit. Oh yeah, we uh, did at the start of the at the top of the podcast. So I'll just jump into their lineup because it is a hell of a lineup. Now I'm going to give you the lineup as if everyone was healthy, okay? Charlie Blackman, DJ Lemayhu, who won the batting title last year, Nolan Arenado at third, Carlos Gonzalez in right, Ian Desmond at first, Trevor Story shortstop, huge power, David Dahl, good player, left field. Tony Walters catching. Um, I think he might have actually got a little banged up too. So they have several injuries they're dealing with right now. But even without Desmond, that's still a salty lineup. Yeah, it is. Especially if you get a full season out of Trevor Story, who was on pace for like, you know, 50 home runs last year or yeah. something like that. It was crazy. Um, but I digress because Ian Desmond's out for a month or so. So uh, Mark Reynolds. Of Cardinal fame. Former Cardinal great. <laughs> Will also get a lot of playing time now at first base. Um, or Gerardo Pera, you know, maybe he could play a little first. He's kind of the odd man out with the full outfield they have. But he has always been kind of a good, just solid, average player on the team. Um, they also signed Alexi Amarista. He's a little backup uh, second baseman and shortstop for him. So, despite their injuries, they still have a good lineup, Devin. Yeah, I mean, I love that lineup, man. If, you know, I hate to say the Rockies, you know, in Denver with their, you know, have never been able to pitch. You put that lineup anywhere else in baseball, and you're like, holy shit, this team can win the World Series. Yeah, I I mean, I really do think that. Nolan Arenado is one of the best players in baseball. At like 25 now, I think. Yeah. So, you know, he didn't have a good World Baseball Classic, but it's still real early in the season, so oh, yeah. no one's worried about him. But they got a couple guys they could trade. Carlos Gonzalez is up after this year. Charlie Blackman's got, and LeMahieu's got two more years left. So if things start going bad for them early, you know, they could get some prospects back from Cargo and maybe think about signing them back because they really like him. And all indications suggest Carlos Gonzalez likes being there. And, you know, maybe it's because they like hitting in Colorado. I was going to say maybe he likes pot, but, you know. Or maybe. <laughs> that could be why. 
Um, going to their pitching staff, what a... They got a young pitching staff that was starting to break through last year, and now they get a manager in Bud Black, who's a former pitcher. Uh, everyone raves about how he works with pitchers and what he can do for them, and they think he's just a great fit in Colorado. So at the top of the rotation, I had John Gray down. Um, he's kind of their top guy for the last couple seasons that everyone's talked about. Tyler Chatwood, Tyler Anderson, Jeff Hoffman, um, all youngish type guys that, you know, a little bit of work. They could be really good. I had Chad Bettis as their number two pitcher, but obviously, as we said at the top of the show, um, he's fighting cancer right now. So they think if everything goes good, they think he might be able to come back for the second half of the season. So, wow. So you hope you, hope you can see that. Um, their bullpen, um, I got five names listed down here. Um, Jake McGee. Adam Adovina, who was their closer last year, um, I think McGee started as their closer, got hurt. Then Adovino took over and stayed that way. But they signed Greg Holland. I loved Greg Holland in Kansas City. They signed. There's a lot of teams after him, and they signed him, and they're giving him the chance to close to start the season. Um, so they're gonna see how that goes. They got Chad Qualls, who I feel like's been around forever. Um, and then one other guy of note on their bullpen is former Cardinal great Jason Mock. Oh, yeah. Former catcher. I believe he's a hockey guy, too. He might be. He's also a former Cub. So Yes. They got that going for him. <laughs> uh, but before we move on to anything else, I want to talk about Greg Holland for a minute. I, I was disappointed that the Royals... I was disappointed the Cardinals didn't make a run for Greg Holland. I know he got hurt and was out last year, but you know we all know how great Wade Davis was. Greg Holland was the reason Wade Davis was pitching the eighth inning. He was that good in Kansas City for... St- a few years there and so i real i mean good for the rockies i i think that unless you completely disagree with me if everyone's healthy and bud black's able to do some things don't completely count them out as a 75 win team i mean oh i don't count them out as a team that wins more than 82 games yeah i think they can make a run like i don't look it's the Rockies, so you gotta take it with a grain of salt but i think this is the best team they're put out there They've had teams with Todd Helton and Larry Walker, but these guys that they have in their lineup are just as good. Yeah. They may end up putting careers together that's identical to Larry Walker and Todd Helton and you know some of them other guys that's played up there. Dante on, Bichette. Dante Bichette and the big cat Andres Galarraga. Yeah. And, which he's played several places, but I remember him when he's in Colorado. Um, Vinny Castilla, there's Vinny. a name for you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, you know... We may um, be the Rockies' favorite uh, <laughs> podcast yeah, preview. So, Rockies be. Nation... I don't know if we'll, giving them any love. Yeah, Rockies so, Nation, we'll go out to Denver and hang out for a I game. I just don't want to count the Rockies out. I just... You know, if Bud Black can work with them and work with the pitching and use it... I, I, I like this team. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be happy for them. I hope they can make the playoffs. They at least deserve every once in a while to make the playoffs to let people remember that there's still a team out there in Colorado. Well, and they have a beautiful stadium out there. Uh, I mentioned earlier the Jorge de la Rosa story. And uh, that, that I enjoyed their stadium. I think they have a beautiful ballpark. Uh, you know, they have a lot of nice things that commemorate a lot of those guys that we just talked about at the ballpark. And so, you know, I really do hope that the Rockies make a good run. So, Lucas, what more do you have for us on the Rockies? Their top prospects, shortstop named Brendan Rodgers. Um, I think he will get, he if Trevor Story or DJ LeMayu get hurt, I think he'll be called up this year. 
Uh, he may be an eventual replacement for LeMahieu um, and play second if they keep Story around for a long time. Um, they also got uh, Tom Murphy, a catching prospect. Uh, Jeff Hoffman should make the line the rotation out of camp. And their other guy that keep an eye on, Jermaine, Mar- Jermaine Marquez. Um, so, you know, they got a few guys that are ready to go. They've made some trades. They got some hauls back from the uh, Troy Tulowitzki trade with the uh, Blue Jays. So, they, I just, again, I know I've said it, don't count the Rockies out. They're getting the injury bug. Maybe they're getting the injury bug out early. I would rather have the injury bug bite early and hope, you know, the last four months of the season are probably the most critical as far as having your whole team ready to go to try to make that playoff push. So I don't remember how many wins I had the Rockies down for. We'll get to that in a minute. I'm adding five based on this podcast. (laughs) I may have to do the same. I'm not sure. We'll look here in a second. But, you know, just don't be surprised by anything they do. I don't know if they compete with the Dodgers, but they might be able to take the Giants for second. Well, I mean, okay, look at that lineup. That is a better lineup than the Dodgers have. I love Corey Seager. I agree. I, I, they don't. Corey Seager, by and far, is the best player. Well, him and Nolan Arenado. Yeah, I think I'd take Arenado over Corey Seager. <clears throat> I just think that's a better lineup than I think. Damn. That may be the one of the, well, that might be the, the Cubs, best lineup in the West. Yeah, that, that, outside of the Cubs, that may be the best, the best lineup, lineup in the National League. Like, so it, I guess it all comes down to their pitching, and maybe they make a trade for someone like maybe they're a surprise team for Jose Quintana. Wouldn't yeah. that be crazy? What if they threw Brandon Rogers? Well, the White Sox don't need another middle infield prospect. Yeah. So, I mean, well, who knows? Maybe they... I mean, maybe they're able... Uh, the, something could happen. I'm, I'm hopeful for the Rockies. Yeah, you too. Maybe there's just a... Uh, I don't know who... What if the Rangers fall out of, fall out of contention? They got you Darvish. That's a free agent after this year. Maybe oh, man. You Darvish to the Rockies. Let's get that yeah, rumor started, all, guys. There's always... <laughs> I'm, we're going to end up getting a uh, baseball Corey. sports uh, <laughs> radio talk show in Denver. <laughs> my, bu- my buddy Corey will kill me tomorrow at work after I tell him that his Rangers are going to trade you Darvish to the Rock- to the Rockies. <laughs> so, you got anything more or are you ready to give some predictions? Let's give some predictions. All right. Uh, I'm going I'm to lead this off. I have the Dodgers winning the West at 98-64. and 64. Then I have the Giants at 85 and 77. The Rockies, I'm having at 84 and 78. Yeah, that, yeah the math yeah. is right. Arizona at 72 and 90, and San Diego at 65 and 97. All right, I got the Dodgers at 98 and 64. I think they'll they'll be right up there with the Cubs, um, about three games behind them. Uh, I think that sounds about right. Uh, I got the Giants at 91 wins. Uh, I'm a little more confident in them than Devin. I have the Rockies at 83 wins, so this podcast alone has made Devin jump to the Rockies more wins than I initially had. So you got to give him some more love, man. I think it's going to happen. I think, you know, I now I wish – I hope Chad Bettis has a speedy recovery and come back because he pitched great for them last year. It yeah. nice to see him come back and help them reach the playoffs. Uh I have the Diamondbacks at 76 and 86, and I got the Padres at 63 wins. So I think that, you know, I think this may be close to how it plays out. I really do. I I just am 100% confident the Padres are only going to win 63 games. Yeah, I feel pretty confident. I thought I was being pretty generous at 65. <laughs> right. So, I mean, out of the West, you know, 
it may only be competitive for the second and third spots, but the second and third spots might be a chance to get into the playoffs. With yeah, spots. you know, we say that, but what if the Dodgers have injury hit the injury bug again? I mean, if the Dodgers hit the yeah, injury can bug, lightning strike twice. Will Dave Roberts be able to? If Kershaw's back gives out for two months, will they be able to win? They won a ton of games while he was out. Oh yeah, they got better while he was out. So you think about it: Can lightning strike twice? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. What if Seager goes down? Yeah, that's a huge part of their lineup. Justin Turner, Adrian Gonzalez is okay, but I think Seager brings so much um, ability to create just runs. Not home run, not just home runs and RBIs and runs. He just creates a better offense for his team. So who knows? I mean, I mean that's the beautiful thing about baseball. People, you have to remember something could just completely blow your mind. Teams oh yeah, are supposed to be good and they end up being shit. And then you got teams you don't think is good that you know is competing at least up through you know. And then you got teams that are competing up through July and all of a sudden they fall off. That makes for a fun season. Yeah. Up to that point because you know come June you start getting a little you know. You want to see a good rivalry and some back and forth in the standings in June. And then that'll take you through July and August and September. You really want to buckle down and watch a good playoff race. Oh, yeah, no doubt. And so uh, uh, we're excited. We're, we're on the Rockies bandwagon this year. That's official. Yeah. Uh, also, you Darvish to Colorado. That's a rumor. Get it started. <laughs> <laughs> so for Lucas Jones, I'm Devin Keeney. This has been our NL West preview. We look forward to seeing you guys for our American League previews coming up.